Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday. It's Jobs Day. Yesterday was a surprise on, uh, well, a surprise in the marketplace, given what the uh, Federal Reserve said. We'll talk about that more when Dave joins us. But before that, let me remind you of our core retirement design, helping you design the retirement you always dreamed of by calculating your risk, helping you put together a plan, and optimizing your portfolio to match up with your current risk number. With that, give us a call 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design visit. And we got Dave coming up next. Gotta be so it's there. It's 840 now, 20 before nine. Time to check out your retirement funds and find out how Wall Street is treating your future this morning. If you want a teaser on it, surprisingly well, as a matter of fact. Let's head to check in with the pro. Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is on the line with us. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well today, but I got to tell you, this pro is scratching his head, um, trying to figure out what in the world happened yesterday and what is everybody thinking? Uh, yeah, that was a topic of our conversation. We got on the phone together originally. I mean, okay, the Federal Reserve met yesterday, 2 p.m., and you and I were talking about it before the uh, before the event yesterday morning, and we figured, okay, fine, almost no matter what the Fed does, it's going to be too little or too much, and if it does the right amount, it's going to tank something because we got to tighten up the money supply and address inflation. So what they do is they say not only are they going to taper down the bond-buying process and tighten the money supply, but they're going to stop it completely by March, which is maybe even a little bit faster than I would have had in mind. And then they said, we're thinking in terms of three rate increases on the uh, reference interest rate over the next year, and that's a little bit more aggressive than we expected as well. Now, under normal circumstances, you'd expect the stock markets to look like a seismograph and go wooey way down on the tech stuff, and actually everything went up. The Dow closed up 363 points, and even NASDAQ went crazy up 328, and while yeah, they may be doing the right thing. That wasn't what you and I would have expected, right? Absolutely not, Dave. You're you're so right. I expected that when they made that announcement that we would see a, a decline in the marketplace. But the only thing I can really attribute to is that everybody has been on pins and needles trying to figure out when the Fed was going to start to take some action. And so maybe this is, hey, they're taking action. They're taking sizable action to try to get inflation under control. Now, hopefully, this is not too much, too late, and that at some point it does start to put pressure on the markets. Uh, We'll just have to wait and see how that shakes out and when those interest rate hikes come into play. And I think you probably, because none of us have anything really as to what really prompted the uptick, I, I think you're probably right. Step number one, something you and I preachified for years, that if there's one thing money really hates, it's uncertainty. Okay, now we've got about a 12-month picture as to what the Federal Reserve is thinking. And even if we don't necessarily love it, at the very least, we know what they're doing, and investors can plan accordingly. And that's about as close as you can come to the reason why everybody was evidently happy with yesterday afternoon. It's the only thing I can come up with because I'm looking at the futures today and they're all up also. So, you know, not only did we close up yesterday, but then we've got things moving up again this morning. So that's just um, crazy. As a matter of fact, the headline, one of the headlines I saw was a puzzled Wall Street reacts to Powell and the market futures furiously melt up. 
you know, is exactly what the opposite of what everybody expected to happen. Absolutely, because this is on the this is kind of sort of on the high end of the range of what we expected the Federal Reserve to do. Uh, I mean, okay, we expected the tapering. Did we expect them to cut it off completely by the end of the first quarter? Ah, uh, not quite. We were looking at maybe two interest rate hikes next year. Now they're talking about three. Uh, I've been saying now for years that the Federal Reserve, in terms of the world economy, does not have the world's best track record on reacting in kind to what's going on in the economy. This is a new Federal Reserve from the last time that we had a crisis uh, with Powell in charge now instead of Yellen and before that, her predecessor. But uh, we don't know for sure whether or not this is the right measured amount, but there's obviously a statement of faith on Wall Street that at the very least they're going in the right direction anyway. That's right. And, you know, they've said that's what they plan is three rate hikes. They will watch every time and see what happens before they decide for the next rate hike. Well, that's true. It's not like they're talking about, hey, we're going to bump the interest rate up by a point and a half all in one fell swoop. That, that's right. So remember, that's three rate hikes. Maybe maybe things do what they wanted to do sooner and they only have to do two. Now, we can cross our fingers on that. By the very least, it'll be measured for the moment. The bond buying uh, cutoff is going to be an interesting effect over the incoming months because that's going to be a pretty substantial drop in terms of the number of bonds being purchased out there. And it's definitely going to bump up the interest rate that corporate bonds are paying. I did notice that the uh, London Central Bank of England kind of looked at what the Fed did and said, oh, okay, let's bump our interest rates up. So some of the money tightening is happening across the pond already. Yeah, and I saw, I think the bank, uh, the EBC or ECB meets, um, the European Bank meets, I think, this week. And uh, and a couple of headlines I saw said, you know, that expect some action out of them as well. Since we're kind of the 500-pound gorilla on the world economy, seeing our Fed doing something at the very least gives them clearance to be able to be a little bit more aggressive anyway. Yeah, exactly. Understood. New federal government report out this morning on the data dump circuit. Uh, we got kind of a miss, but not really a bad one. First time jobless claims. It was way down last week, 184,000. It almost seemed too low. Uh, 206,000 this week. They were expecting 200, but we're in these abnormally low numbers of first time claims. I can't believe Wall Street reacting negatively to that, especially when we're uh, looking at continuing claims actually declining more than they expected, down to 1.85 million continuing claims. That, on balance, I think I'm going to consider a good unemployment report for the week. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you, you get down to these kind of numbers, and these are pre, pretty much pre-pandemic numbers. And so, um, you, you know, you can't fault these numbers at all. They're, they're not going to weigh one way or another on the markets. Absolutely. We look at the uh, construction industry, which can be a positive on the in, on the industry. We have both housing starts and building permits, both beating the expected numbers. I'm starting to think this is turning into a pretty good morning. It is looking that way, Dave. I mean, they're and they're pretty nice little beats on both the permits and housing starts. So, so those are, are good news there for the construction industry, and uh, and hopefully that will continue. Uh, I mean, given that it's really starting to become winter time, that those are some good numbers. Um, you know, the only, I guess, the only really bad news we had today was the Philly Fed. You know, their mm -hmm. manufacturing index was about half of what they expected it to be. It dropped from, they, they expected 30, and it came in at 15.4. Uh, 
um, and that's down from the 39 it was in the prior month. So yeah, that's really the only fly in the ointment. And it kind of looks like an outlier given the rest of the pictures that we're looking at, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it does. It does. It does. By and large, good news coming out this morning. Happy with what the Fed did. We've got relatively good economic news coming out in the morning. Any of the companies at the tail end of earnings season giving us some good news to trade on today? So we've got two. We've got Accenture, which is a consulting firm, a publicly traded consulting firm. Um, they have better than expected profits, and their revenue for his last quarter was better than expected, and they raised their earnings guidance for 2022. Um, so that was good. Revenue rose by more than 20% across the four biggest industry groups that they uh, that they consult with. And so wow. they're trading up 10% this morning. And Dave, this is not a cheap stock. Um, it closed out yesterday at 375. It's going to open today somewhere in the 412 uh, market. And that will be a new 52-week high for them. That kind of surprises me during the uh, crisis that we've gone through for the last year and a half that a consulting firm would be on the top. Generally, you assume firms like that do it during boom times, but evidently during iffy times, they do well as well. Yeah, yeah. I guess it depends on what projects and what consulting things they have in, in the pipeline, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yesterday, you mentioned Lennar was going to, Holmes was going to report after the market closed, <clears throat> and they did. And they were a little bit of a disappointment, Dave. Um, they earned $3.91 a share that was below the $4.15 expected, and they missed on revenue as well. It came in short. Uh, Lennar said they were hurt by lumber, uh, higher lumber costs as well as increased labor costs, and, of course, shortages of raw materials, which was de- you know helped delay home deliveries and, uh, and then getting their CO. So, uh, Lennar Homes uh, getting beat up a little bit this morning, down 5.4%, uh, right now trading about $107 a share. Now you've just given me the number one on my big winner list and the number one on my big loser list for today. Resetting <laughs> 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 the table for the morning. Up day on Wall Street, almost all of the up came after 2 p.m. yesterday. Dow was up 383, NASDAQ was up 328. S&P was up by 75. It was a great day, 45 minutes before we opened this morning. Are we going to keep that momentum going, Philip? It looks like it, Dave. We got the Dow up uh, a little over a half a percent, about $190. Uh, we got the S&P 500 up almost a half a percent. That's about $23. The Nasdaq's up about a third of a percent, or about $52. The big winner today right now is the Russell 2000, Dave, up uh, 1.3% or about $30. So, so good news there on the index front. Commodities are all green as well. <clears throat> We've got silver up 3.6% to $22.31. we got gold up 1.4%, $1,789. And we got gold, obviously we wish it wasn't going up, but it is, it's up three quarters of a percent to $71.39 a barrel. Just can't stand all that good news. Oil had to join the fund, didn't it? Hey, that, yeah, they did. They did. Absolutely. I got green ink basically wall-to-wall on the international scene, too. Asia was up substantially at the close. Matter of fact, the Japanese index was up two full percent at the close early this morning. Europe following suit, even with that rate increase in the, uh, in the Bank of England, they're up by almost a full percent in Great Britain. The other European markets are up by a point and a third to a point and a half. So 
It's green ink worldwide this morning. Philip, it's a great day today. It's been a volatile period, though. Risk in a retirement fund, the closer you get to retirement, gets more and more scary, though. How do I find you to find out where that risk is? You're right, Dave. Nobody knows exactly what's going to cause the next downturn in the marketplace. That's why we developed our core retirement design to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of by matching up their risk with their portfolio to make sure that they're properly allocated between the two. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Catch out on our website, statlerfinancials.com. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and 1130 this week and 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. Looking forward to it and looking forward to talking to you again tomorrow morning, Philip. Thank you so much. All right, man. You have a great day. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler, are you near retirement? Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today as we head through this week. Got one more day left. Uh, I, I hope your week's going well. Join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.